This episode is brought to you by the Grace Enough podcast, where host Amber Cullum and her guests delve into hard truths and the unwavering grace of God while journeying in the kingdom of God here on earth. Listen every week at graceenoughpodcast.com or on your favorite listening app. Welcome to the Table Podcast, where we discuss issues of God and culture. Brought to you by Dallas Theological Seminary. Welcome to the Table. We discuss issues of God and culture, and our topic today is Millennials Ministering to Millennials and Bible Study Fellowship. And my guest is Janie Stevens, who is executive assistant to Susie. Is it Rowan? Is that her name? Rowan. Rowan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's is she in San? Is she in San Antonio or is she here? She's Dallas? in San Antonio. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and you and talk a little bit about your background. How did you get into to BSF and and uh, how did how did you end up? You know, being next to the one who runs the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, that is. I'm. I'm still trying to figure that out. Actually, um, BSF has really been a part of my whole life. My hmm. my mom um, began doing BSF when I was little, probably about six or seven, and I, I was by that point in time too old for the children's program. She was in a a day women's class, mm-hmm. um, but she would. She was a children's leader, and so she would come home and. Um, teach the the children's lesson to my sister and I and and I remember as a little girl that was really kind of the catalyst that that helped me or made me realize like oh wow that's that's in the bible I I didn't realize that was in the bible and so it as a little girl I, I remember just BSF was the tool that the Lord used to kind of um, intrigue me to want to know more about the Bible. And mm. so then I eventually, when I uh, I went to UT in Austin, and so when I was there, I joined my first um, young adult um, BSF class. And so, okay, so this is a UT alum meeting that yes, we're having now. Yes, okay. it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so yes, so that was about 14 years ago, and mm-hmm. I've just I've moved around different cities all throughout the years, but um, was always able to find a BSF class and have just stuck with it and loved it. And it's continued to be the thing that the Lord has just challenged me and, and used in my life to help me know and love Him more. Now, are you here in Dallas or or, or, or in San Antonio? How does that work? Right. So I actually just moved to San Antonio okay. a, about three weeks ago. So okay. yes, so I, it's a new foray for me. But yes, I've been in Dallas for about 10 years and I then see. just moving to San Antonio. Okay. Very, very good. So uh, our, our our core topic is to talk a little bit about BSF and then and then about this adjustment, which is one of these strange things that BSF did something and then it just kind of made the news. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually did an interview myself within the last few weeks. Um, in fact, the strange thing I've been I was literally out of the country for two straight months and I literally got back and as soon as I got back, um, Christiane today called and said, "Would you?" willing to do an interview on this so so that's how i became aware of, of kind of the change to bsf so let's talk about what bsf is and then we'll transition into what you all are doing is in, in a conscious effort to reach out to, to millennial age, age group mm-hmm. so bsf so bsf bible study fellowship is a global in-depth interdenominational bible study mm-hmm. and so really so we're in now over 40 countries um serving people 
yeah, on an international basis. And really kind of the core of BSF is what we call the fourfold approach, mm-hmm. which is um, doing the lesson at home on your own throughout the week, answering questions, um, then coming to class, having small group discussion, then sitting through a time of teaching uh, that the teaching leader uh, gives a message regarding the passage, and then also the BSF notes. And mm-hmm. so all of that fourfold package incorporates the in-depth study that is BSF. And, it, and it's amazing. I have, I, have, I have not only have a, not only has my wife been teaching for a while in this, but also I have a have one of my daughters who's participated on a mm-hmm. pretty regular basis, and she's moved. So she's gone from, you know, she's been from Nashville to Indianapolis, and 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 Sally sometimes travels, and she's able. It's the odd thing is she's able to almost plug in no matter where she goes. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. That is that is one of the really cool things about BSF because it is an international Bible study. It really. It, it makes the world just a little bit smaller. You have that community kind of mm-hmm. wherever you go. I'm the same. When I travel, mm-hmm. I find a leaders meeting or a class that I can go to and, and plug right in. And you're all of a sudden have that um, community with people that you otherwise. And people meet. don't realize that you're, every group is studying the same thing at the same time, mm-hmm. basically. Isn't that right? Yes. Is that true globally as well? It is. Yeah. yeah. So, well, with the um, – there are – there's Schedule A and Schedule B classes. So, okay. um, yeah, the Southern Hemisphere is a little bit um, on a – just like a semester behind us just simply because of the calendar year. Uh-huh. But, yeah, so someone in um, Belfast – or, you know, Paris, France or uh-huh. wherever is, is studying the same thing that I'm studying in, in San Antonio. That's, uh, yeah. that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so uh, so let, let's walk through – let's walk through a little bit more in the detail, the fourfold. So so you said there's the, dis- the discussion – there's the home study, which, which is one of the things I take it that's – it hasn't changed, I mean, but it's one of the places where there's some there's been some adjustment to deal with people's travel schedules, et cetera. So there's the home Bible study, there's the small group discussion, there is the teaching time, and then there are the notes. So let's mm-hmm. kind of go through those a little bit one at a time. Home Bible study. This is daily Bible study that we're talking about. It's mm-hmm. in it's intention. It, it's intentional and scheduled, uh-huh. right? Yes, yes. So the lessons are kind of formatted. Um, it's split up into days, and so there's about three to four questions per day, and so you can, yeah, it it helps you to for 30 minute time period per day. I can go through these four questions and really get good meat out of this passage and, and time to really think it through. So yes, it's it's scheduled, yeah, on a daily basis. And then the discussion time is led by a group. I take it a group leader who is responsible for that, and that's mm-hmm. a that's just a group that gets together to talk about the passage together and what they've studied. Is that yes. basically correct? Uh-huh. Yeah. And and do they? Do they pray together and that kind of thing as well, or is it just strictly focused on the Bible study? They both. So yes, they also have what we call in BSF ASKs, uh-huh. ask, seek, knock. Yeah. And it's, it's the yeah. Um, yeah. No, we got to break <laughs> sure down the heard. code. No one's gonna yes. know what an ASK yes. is. Yes, yeah, that's one thing. BSF ha- is very good at abbreviations. It's okay. like yeah, have to communicate. Um, but yeah, prayer. That's pretty much a prayer request time for yeah. the group. And so the group is the group leader. Um, on a weekly basis is shepherding and keeping That's Saturday for Sally. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 I know that well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just keeping up with your group members and then and then sharing it with the group members so the whole group just knows where everyone is and, and is constantly just keeping up and, and praying for one another and stuff. So that just 
further builds that that community aspect. And then there's the teaching time, and I take it each each major meeting place has a teacher who handles that location, or is that beamed in? Um, well, there's actually both options are now available. So, okay. um, which and that gets into kind of some new models that BSF is doing called satellite discussion groups, okay. and, and so that we can. Talk we'll go there when we yeah, get yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, but for the majority, the basic class is yes, a teaching leader is kind of leads and 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 guides and directs that class and teaches that okay. class. Yeah. And that and those and those groups usually are meeting in churches in various locations in the city, or is it? Or are there other venues that can be used? So again, that's that's another new thing that kind of I'll, I'll talk more about. But yes, the, the traditional model has always been to to meet in host churches, but okay. now more and more that's that's branching out. Okay, is, that'll be fun when we get there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, and then and then and, and then the final thing are the notes. I so they they come with notes, and there there's. Um, uh, uh, my wife has connection to textbooks, but what I don't know, I actually don't know the answer to this, is that whether this is for her or they end up being for everybody. The 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 the, the help stuff that helps them prepare as group leaders. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, so the notes that is for everyone. So okay. everyone, yeah, gets. I mean, and yes, the notes are. I mean, they're amazing. They're yes, commentary level notes that that really help break down the passage and make it on a on a practical level for the class members. So yes, all class members and leaders get hold of this. And notes. then there's at least for some of the groups. My my wife is buying what I would I guess are textbooks or, or other uh, a supplement to help her with what she does. Does that go to everybody as well, or is that just to the leaders? No, yeah, that's probably, yeah, just, just for the for, leaders. Yeah. And you guys have done some interesting things. You, for a long time, you were on a five-year topic, topical rotation. So every five years, you'd rotate through the same things, if I'm remembering correctly. Is that right? Yeah, or about seven years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's, the, there's, the, there's Genesis, right? Uh-huh. Genesis. Um, Acts and Acts and the Apostles. Um, let's see, Romans. Uh, there was History of Israel that has now changed into a, a new study. I'll talk about that. Okay. Um, we've got Isaiah, Revelation, um, Gospel of John is in yes, there. Yes, John. Okay. Um, but you don't have a synoptic gospel. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, well, we do. We do have Matthew. We do have Matthew. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, don't do don't, don't let me go there. Don't let me go there. <laughs> yeah, okay. So. Um, all right, so 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 there there's this schedule that you're you're also on. So this is a this is a regular, very intentional um, program that's kind of designed to get people familiar with the whole of the Bible. There's Old Testament, in it, yeah. there's New Testament. Mm -hmm. I seem to remember at one point there was a series was it the Minor Prophets or yes. something like that. Yes, so that is History of Israel and the Minor Prophets. That's now be, been developed into a new study okay. called People of the Promised Land, Part One and Part Two. Okay, and that is actually going to be unveiled next year. Oh wow! So yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll. Uh, okay, I know what questions are coming. I know, yes, there's a lot of new things. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so let's let, let's work let's work back now. So we've got so we've got this. You you've had this very traditional package. I'm going to try and work th through to this as uh -huh. opposed to just go there. Yeah, this very traditional package, and I take it you were getting feedback or something that caused you as an organization to stop and say, all right. We, we, we would like to be intentional. We'd like to be intentional with the younger group as well. And here's what we're finding. And so, so what was that? What was that process like? Yeah. So I really, so yeah, it 
kind of the whole history of it about um, two years ago, really January 2016, the board, um, yes, just kind of decided to be more, wanted to be more intentional to listening to um, just this generation, the culture, seeing cultural changes and stuff occurring. And so they um, took an intentional kind of weekend quiet retreat, just spent time in prayer and really um, nailed down the strategic plan for the organization for the next five years. Mm -hmm. And so out of that, yes, out of um, just kind of cultural context and, and seeing what the needs of um, rising generations were they they developed this five year plan and they're they're calling it bridge um, mm-hmm. meaning um, for the purpose of bridging in depth Bible study from one generation to the next and so so from that um, it's kind of an acronym they they came up so kind of the the six objectives of this strategy number one build upon the momentum and history and community that has always been BSF and mm-hmm. so. That's that's one thing that we always want to keep up with and acknowledge, just the legacy that has always been BSF and that we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the history of BSF. And so just using that as a springboard to then um, develop new studies like People of the Promised mm-hmm. Land and all those new things. So build upon that. Reach um, millennials in, in new markets. Um, they're really um, honing in on a Sp- Spanish initiative and mm-hmm. um, Chinese translation of, of the notes, and so really exciting things like that. Um, innovation, um, just trying to innovate. That includes technology and, and all that type of stuff. Um, developing the uh, satellite discussion group model, which, mm-hmm. yes, we can talk more about that. That's really exploded and just okay. created so many opportunities. Um, grounding in um, doctrinal fidelity, and I mean, that will never go away. The truth mm-hmm. of God's word never changes. And then enhancing just the brand and facilities and staff and everything. So, okay. So, yeah. and, and, and in the midst of this, like I said, there, I think originally there were the five, and then you've branched out with different kinds of studies. So, uh-huh. a, a few years ago, you did Revelation, which yes. was a challenge. Right. Uh-huh. Because you're walking into a room with people who belong to churches that are kind of as in eschatology is true generally in the church, kind of all over the place. So uh-huh. you had to negotiate how to do that as a group Bible study. And yes. my understanding is a lot of work and time and reflection went into that. Yes, yes. It, w- it was really interesting. So I was I was a group leader at that time during that study. And it was just, yeah, it was. I just felt like BSF did such a great job of presenting the truth, but not in a way that yeah would alienate or isolate anyone, because yes, they knew we would have people from all backgrounds and walks of life coming into the study, and we want that. And so they, they, would, they presented each, um, each, you know, eschatology, each um, approach, each approach yeah. and, and, and never, never necessarily said BSF holds to this. They, they presented the truth of Scripture and, and were, were transparent with, you know, yeah, Scripture is hard to interpret in, mm-hmm. in this area. And so it's, it's fine. People in your group may have different beliefs, um, but they never, yeah, never swayed from, from just simply stating the truth of God's Word. So I just, I felt like that was really cool and helpful for me just to hear different people's perspectives and, and how they 
view scripture to be interpreted in that way. And so it was, it was really neat to just discuss that with people. From yeah, but it made for a different kind of discussion than what mm-hmm. sometimes what you would normally have. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So you. So you. So you. I guess you announced the bridge. You didn't build the bridge. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and in the midst of that, began to think about all right, what can we do differently than what we've done before? So let's talk a little bit about that. What exactly has BSF tried to do that that isn't you saying you're trying to build the bridge from one generation to another, but you're also recognizing that the way in which the younger generation processes and responds and engages is slightly different than the mm-hmm. older generation. So so what did that entail for you all? Yes. So um, many things. So it kind of um, – I would say it probably started with the satellite discussion group model. And mm-hmm. so just recognizing, A, you know, people with this – especially with um, – millennials and and just more and more people just nowadays traveling and and moving a lot and so the satellite discussion group model originally started with um it it, it's a it's a discussion group tied to a base class and then you watch a video lecture from from the teacher of that Mm -hmm. class so you can establish a satellite discussion group really wherever is is convenient for you and so that that began to um you know, unlock the limitations that possibly were were there from only being hosted in a host church. So now you mm-hmm. could, you could be, you can have these satellite groups in a coffee shop or in a, um, or in a nursing home or you know wherever is mm. needed. Um, we even now have prison satellite discussion groups, which is, mm. I mean, which is really cool. Um, so it kind of began with that, but then also reaching specifically the younger generation, really utilizing. Technology, social media, um, putting the notes online now, like an EPUB version and audio notes. Uh, just really, the whole idea is to um, break down any barriers or obstacles to the gospel and really just go to the people, listening to what they um, need and want and going to them, making it accessible for them, um, knowing that their schedules are are busy and that freedom and options are a um, an important thing for so so how do I'm going to stay focused on this for a Uh second how actually does that work I mean does someone come along and say I'm located in such and such a location and would like to connect to BSF and and or or are you advertising where these satellite connection classes are and people sign up how do how do how do they I mean, it sounds like the, there are all kinds of options as to how that might work. Yes, yes. So we have, um, as a part of Bridge and kind of this new technology, we have um, kind of redone our whole website. And so mm-hmm. we have all these satellite discussion groups on the website now. Mm-hmm. So you can't, so that's one option. You can go onto the website and see where a satellite discussion group is located mm-hmm. and register for that group. Um, so that's if so yeah so that's depending on if you want to choose okay with and we location. probably ought to tell people what that website is oh yes that would be good that would be good <laughs> so yes this would be www.bsfinternational.org oh so it's bfsinternational.org yes bsf international okay. yeah okay. yeah okay um so yes good point uh, so yes you can choose your satellite group based on location mm-hmm. you can also choose so just this year we're unleashing um, virtual satellite groups and so you can now choose your satellite group depending on 
what time works best for you. Okay. And so so I'm for the first I'm leading a virtual satellite discussion group this year. So I'm really excited. Um, and you you can si- you sign on. Uh, you can find it on the the BSF website. You you um, log BSF in. BSF International. Yes, yes. Okay, same go website. ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little promo. <laughs> um, you and you can just say whatever time you want to meet. So mm-hmm. and so the neat thing is this will be connected to people all over the world. So if you know your lunch break at work is convenient for you. Someone who maybe works the night shift or or something or has weird hours, they may be plugged in. It may be, um, you know, 2 a.m. where they are, and they're able to plug in with you. And so you're meeting with people all over the world at whatever time is convenient for you. Um, And so, yeah. So that's that's different than the – okay, so that's a different element than the – Thing that's meeting in the coffee shop or whatever. So yes. So so you come to the web page and you've got these options. I take it there mm-hmm. the there and what do you call it? The, is this a satellite class or is it the virtual class? How do you how are they labeled so that you know what's what? Uh, right. So so the virtual class is is on a is actually on a separate um, web page. So that's okay. And really, we're actually just now unveiling that. We actually haven't even done any formal announcement of these virtual groups. And we and just from word of mouth, we have about 575 people who have signed up, but we really haven't done. So you have anything. 575 virtuals. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, the virtuals. Yeah, <laughs> we'll start calling them. That. <laughs> so yes, 575 virtuals. But then the satellite discussion groups, we have almost 3,000 of those. Oh, and wow. Those are on the website, and you just go to find a class. It's a tab on the website, and you can find either a physical BSF. You just say, I'm in Dallas, Texas, uh-huh. and it'll just pull up every satellite Here are the locations. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then you just And they could be in all kinds of places. Uh-huh. And if you join that class, are you are you going to that location, or are you connecting by through your computer to people who are located proximate to you, what's how's that how's that part of it working? So, uh, with the actual satellite discussion group or actual class, you're actually going to okay. that location. Okay. But the virtual satellite discussion groups that you can do from home on your computer, and it's it's through Zoom technology, and your whole group. Yeah, we know how Zoom works. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so yeah, so your group is there, and you just you just discuss the passage together. Okay. Now mm-hmm. uh, we're get, coming up the break, so I'm gonna I'm we're we need to continue to deal with the various ways in which you're innovating, but then I'm going to walk into some of the things, one, that motivated you to go in this direction, and two, some of the some of the criticisms that people have about, about working in a virtual environment, which I think I'm going to be able to contribute to because we do a lot of online classwork here, and so we've gone through many of those kinds of discussions and thinking about seminary education as well. Yeah. And uh, um, so we, one, one, one other one other quick question: What are you guys working on uh, this year? What's what's the Bible study for this year that you all are currently into? Romans. Romans. Yes. Oh, yet again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yet again. No, yeah, it's good. Yeah, we're just kicking it off. Yeah, we're uh-huh. excited. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and and what some people don't know is is that there's a lot of sacrifice on the on the group leaders. Um, my wife is up at a very early in the morning. She helps God get up in the morning one day a week <laughs> yeah. to attend this class that, yes. that they meet and plan. It's like, I want to say it's like 6 or 5.30 in the morning or something Yeah, like it is. It's 5.15 a.m. I yeah. used to be in her group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. but, you can tell I'm not awake during that time. Yeah. So. But 
I will say, so yes, I am a millennial age person. I, mornings are not my exact favorite hour, but I mean, to start the day off with my BSF people, mm-hmm. it, uh, t- uh, if 5.15 actually was lovely. I actually loved it. This episode is brought to you by the Grace Enough podcast. I am its host, Amber Cullum. Each week, I sit down with a guest to discuss hard truths and the unwavering grace of God they've experienced while journeying in God's kingdom here on earth. You'll hear from guests like Jen Wilkin, Jamie Ivey, Andy Crouch, and Scott McKnight. Listen to these conversations and more by searching Grace Enough Podcast on your favorite listening app or by visiting graceenoughpodcast.com. Let's talk about these. What led to the decision to meet outside the church? What, what, what created that desire? Uh, yeah, we really kind of started um, – so last year – BSF headquarters did um, it was kind of an innovation year where they were experimenting with new young adult class models Mm -hmm. and so uh, with that idea they just kind of started thinking you know Walking into a church for someone who is totally unchurched or who has never been to a Bible study, could that possibly be a barrier to um, to them ever just even wanting to check it out? And so they they just started kind of. You know, loosening the the reins a little bit in in that, just saying, how can we meet these people who otherwise m- would never even right now want to step into a church? Mm-hmm. So how how can we meet them where they are, and um, and just provide a welcoming atmosphere for them? And so that kind of caused them to begin exploring. Well, okay, uh, yeah, what about coffee shops or just kind of a main. Um, center place in a, in the center of the city or an arts district or something, and so that just kind of so these were just different kinds of kinds of meeting venues. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just uh, like coffee shops, but it could be. I, I think I heard you say a nursing home was one example. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is is interesting. I'm not sure how many too many millennials. Well, yeah, that's right. I might not reach the millennials. <laughs> yes. but, yeah, fair enough. But yeah. but the point is you're actually trying to go to where people are and invite them into Bible study without without them having to think, oh, I've got to step into a church and this is a foreign world to me. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Going to where they are and it just again goes to just breaking down any barriers that that could possibly be there to to having people hear the truth of God's word. Okay, so and I take it the virtual groups were something different that they were motivated by the recognition that not everyone's going to be located in a in a in a major metropolitan area or something like that where getting to the alternate venues that might a city might provide mm-hmm. becomes possible. This allows you to reach people in, in more rural and detached settings and, and, and internationally, I imagine that even opens up things yes. uh, an awful lot more. Yes. So actually, I, we were just in a meeting yesterday and um, reading off comments from people who have just heard about these virtual satellite discussion groups. And, it was so encouraging. I mean, things that I had really not even thought about could be used, but that the Lord is using. There was one um, one guy. He just graduated high school, and he he had some type of um, illness or, or disability. I can't quite remember, but it, it was making it hard for him to go 
physically to a BSF class. He had grown up in the in the school program, and so he towards the end of high school he wasn't able to go to BSF. But now he was so excited that he now had this virtual option that he could do it from his house and still be a part of BSF. So that was just I mean encouraging stories like that. And yes, people uh, we've seen it now with missionaries who are in just real kind of. Um, remote countries they're mm-hmm. now able to still do bsf mm. or do bsf for the first time um yes or yeah people who i have a friend actually who moved for a job to a real rural rural area in um iowa and mm. he was wanting to do uh, yeah these virtual options and so yeah so um i didn't ask you this earlier i probably should have alluded, i think you alluded to some uh languages besides english that bsf works in so mm-hmm. are there a variety of language groups that BSF is working in, or is it still primarily an English program? It's still primarily in English, but they we there we have a new Spanish initiative and and Chinese mm-hmm. um, translation initiative, and so those are the two languages we're focusing on right now. But there's always, um, yeah, I think kind of thoughts to continue expanding yeah, that. Yeah, because once you open it up, then you've uh-huh. got the possibilities of going in those places Yes, with yeah, those yeah. languages. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so so let's so, – and, and how new is all this? Is this? I take it this has been happening over the last year, year and a half, or is it even younger than that in terms of implementation? It's, it's been about the last uh, year, year and a half. The satellite discussion – group model, I, I feel like was really kind of the catalyst to all this innovation and change. And that happened about maybe uh, three years ago, I okay. want to say. Um, but really, just the last year and a half or so, it has been a lot of this major change. Now, some people came along and said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You loosened up the rules, and uh, uh, I won't give up. I won't give too much away, but one of the things that struck me about the interview that I had was mm-hmm. that I actually at one point I said to the reporter who asked me a question, there's an assumption in that question that I'm not sure I buy. Uh-huh. And and it was that somehow BSF had made was making concessions to millennials mm-hmm. uh, who aren't a, a, as as serious and engaged. I think that was part of the assumption. Uh, and, and therefore, it was kind of loosening or, or lowering its standards. It's kind of like what you hear in relationship to online teaching in general, which is uh, you really end up giving up on the fellowship side of what you're doing and the relational side of what you're doing when you go online because, you know, I can't relate to a screen mm-hmm. is, is kind of the the way it's, it's, it, it's pictured. So how – so my question is – there's kind of twofold question, I guess – one, I'm, I'm sure BSF is aware of those kinds of, mm-hmm. of, of criticism and views. And secondly, um, how, how would you address those kinds of concerns that say, oh, there's something different if you do it that way? Yeah. So I think the – yes, we, we are aware of, of <laughs> some of those criticisms and mm-hmm. views. And I really think – I mean – we come back to really just what God's Word says. I mean, I think of 1 Corinthians 9, Paul, who is saying, I have become all things for all men so so that by all possible means I may reach some. And Mm -hmm. so we've taken that um, thought and just wanting to, again, break down any barriers or obstacles that um, could possibly be be in the way of, of people coming to God's Word. And so um so we're we're changing up 
possibly some of the 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 vehicle for how the truth of God's word gets to people, but in no way watering down the truth of God's word and the doctrinal fidelity. That's that's one of the main um, objectives of the bridge strategy, and they made sure and said that because they were like, no, we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater and just just you know watering down everything we're staying true to god's word and um the principles of god's word and the doctrinal fidelity but um recognizing that even in god's word god used different means and methods to reach different people in different times and and so we just kind of recognize you know maybe there's not like one solid answer for all people you know, a, a way of uh, the the vehicle and format can kind of um, you can kind of change that with technology and and as that comes along. But um, so rec- it's really just differentiating between what does not change, which is God's word and the gospel, versus the things that do change, which is um, culture and technology and and those type of things. So just trying to be wise to um, to. Re- to realize what those things are that can change without without ever changing God's yeah, mind. Yeah, I, 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 t- I tell people that I really had, in my own experience, a shift in the way I viewed online and virtual communication and satellite communication, mm-hmm. however you want to put it. When I was asked to teach a class in the summer, this was four years ago now, um, no, almost five actually, in, in Perth, Australia. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting in Dallas, students are in Perth, Australia. And we sign up, and and I, my responsibility as a teacher before I ever go to Perth, I'm going to. It's a hybrid class, so I'm going there for a week, eventually. But in the six weeks before that, every week I was asking them a question to which they were responding. Mm-hmm. And and this is, um, I wasn't hooked up by Skype, so I wasn't seeing them face to face, but I was interacting with them almost like by email. It wasn't quite that, but it was almost like that. And so I'm asking them six questions. I'm watching them respond to six questions in the area of the stuff we're going to study. And they're giving me feedback on a regular basis. And I'm, in, and I'm engaged with them. It's, it's, it's a... It's a ver- it's a typewriter conversation, if I can say it that uh-huh. way, and um, I actually found myself walking into that class six weeks later in Perth, knowing more about the students and where they were, mm-hmm. and how they responded, and what they needed mm-hmm. from me as a teacher, than I had in the first thirty years of my teaching here at Dallas. Oh wow! In the yeah. class that I uh-huh. had, because because I one I was interacting with every student. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just the ones who were talking in class, right? Yeah, and uh, and two is I could see okay, this student gets it. Uh, I can push them a little further. Mm-hmm. This student's still struggling to get their hands around it. This is what they need in order to enhance that. And I I can almost almost much more personalized the teaching as a result. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the impression that's given that that you can't do that through the technological means, I think is. Is uh, it's not really true, I, and and since that time, it's interesting. In fact, within the last month, I have I have sat in on a on a doctoral oral exam for the University of Otago, which is in New Zealand, and I'm one of the examiners. Okay, and instead of getting on a plane for you know what will probably be 25 hours, <laughs> a lot of swimming, <laughs> you know, and, and land in Otago, we're c- connect by Zoom. Okay, uh-huh. and and I'm interacting with a panel that is gathered in Adelaide, 
New Zealand, and then someone else was in Melbourne, Australia, and mm-hmm. I was in Dallas. I was in my study in my home in Dallas because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we were having a conversation with each other that was uh, one of the people who I, who was on the uh, examining board with me is a is a fellow Axe commentary writer who uh-huh. I've known for a long time. So we were catching up, et cetera. So it isn't like you're detached. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree because I even have relationships with people that I've known for, uh, yes, years, but we may be apart. I mean, but you still, I mean, through Facebook and email, we are still able to keep that up. And yes, actually, you sometimes do share more um, just in writing and having time to really think through, like if you're in a Bible study context, thinking through your answers as you're writing it to people. And yeah, so I totally agree. I think it's it's just a, a different way of, of um, communicating a little bit, but yeah, nonetheless, yeah, there's, there's, it's not uh, blocking anything. Yeah, I like to tell people, I often get asked about the difference between boomers and millennials, and I say, there are some differences. I mean, I was taught to think and engage with a, you know, in what I would call an outline mentality. You know, you structure your thought, and if you're going to present an argument in a paper, it just kind of sequentially moves through, you think through what the Roman numerals and subpoints are going to be, and you build your argument accordingly. And I say, whereas younger people, because they're more used to a web page, which is a little more dynamic and free wheeling, Mm -hmm. they don't tend to think as as easily in a kind of structured outline form, Mm -hmm. but they're very good at kind of dynamically connecting things Mm -hmm. and, and, and in moving, I, I tell someone, you know, you, you don't go through the web page and, okay, I'm going to start at the top of the web page, I'm going to click this, and now I'm going to click this, and now I'm going to yeah. click. You don't go through a web page that way. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. Exactly right. Yeah. Very weird. Okay. So, so you don't go through, but, but there, is, there is, there are, there's thinking and association going on that's driving you to go where you go on the web page. Uh-huh. And so I said, People are processing information slightly differently. I think that's true, and 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 the way in which they're connected. But the flip side of it is 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 that different isn't necessarily worse. You know, right? It's yeah. different. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And I do think that sometimes, yes, we can just say, "Well, that's different. That's we've never done it like that, so it must be wrong." But yeah. Yeah. But no. I yeah. I don't think so at all. Yeah. So so. So tell us a little bit. So how's are there any other things that you're hearing that you, that uh, that that explain? And maybe we haven't gone through all the innovations yet. We've talked about the virtuals and the, we've talked about the satellite classes. I know that the, some of the way in which the expectations in the Bible study have been set up have been changed as well. Why don't we talk about those a little bit? So because I think you've. You've made it a little more flexible in terms of the way people participate. Yes, yes. And so this is another new thing that we're just um, uh, unveiling this year for Romans, which I think is really cool. So, um, so yes, there was also um, a recognition that, you know, BSF has always um, – for great reasons, had just been known as, um, you know, a rigorous Bible study, which is... The Marines of Bible (laughs) study, you know? (laughs) Which I've loved, (laughs) which is great. But, but yes, there was a realization like, hey, you know, we want to make, um, we want to make this available to, to everyone, not just seminary students or Mm -hmm. whatever. We want someone, again, who has never studied the Bible to be able to come in and not just feel totally overwhelmed. And so 
this year we've um, unleashed options for discussion groups. And so um, this is utilizing something that's always been a part of BSF, which we call the three-question method in BSF, which is really just observation, interpretation, application. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, with these options, we're now giving um, group leaders who know their group and know kind of the, the level of Bible knowledge of each of their group members, giving them options of how they want to study and discuss God's Word. And so. Using this three-question method, you can have one group that simply you don't necessarily have to do the the go through the lesson on your own at mm-hmm. home throughout the week. You can just come to class with no preparation, and we just as a group are going to go through this three-question method together. And so, just you know, going through what do you see? What are the who, what, where, when, why of the passage? Mm-hmm. And then what is what? truths do you pull out? What promises of God, what commands do you see in mm-hmm. this passage? And then finally, how how d- can you apply that to your life this week? And so there's, that's one group. And so that's probably for people who are brand new to the Bible, just teaching them and training them to then really be able to study the Bible Learn on how their to own. Study the Bible. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. And then, um, then we have kind of these flex groups, which are, um, I guess, kind of a um, as as people graduate, so then using that three question method as a grid for um, deciding which questions on the lesson to discuss, and mm-hmm. so everyone will do the questions at home on their own. But then coming to group, you might only discuss maybe five questions or so, and based on some observation questions, some interpretation, some application, and that gives you more time to discuss each question. And so you can really dive in and in some of the group, you can ask questions like, hey, I really didn't understand what was going on here. Let, let's talk about it, all that type of stuff. So that's one group. And mm-hmm. then then you also have then the traditional BSF group where mm-hmm. you're going through all the questions. Um, and so, so yes, all that to say, they're, again, um, breaking down some of the um, just the, I don't know, structural barriers that have possible, possibly been there for people. It's worked great for many people, but it maybe didn't work for everyone. And so, yeah, just creating options for people who are at different levels. So a person and, opts in and says, I just want to come and talk about this when I attend, and then another, or, or is this all happening within one group? Within one group. And okay. so, yeah, so it kind of, um, so yes, the, the, group leader, as they get to know their group members and and just hearing feedback from their group members, they can decide as a group, hey, we want to do it this way. And so whatever. And and that that will... So the group decides what level they're going to operate at. Mm -hmm. We're going to be a traditional BSF group or we're going to do the fewer questions, more depth or... No, we're just going to come and talk about this. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the group as a whole makes that decision. Yes, I, I think. Yes, I mean, with wisdom from yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with wisdom from the group leader and teaching leader. So yeah, it's not just everyone is so, doing their own thing. Uh, but so yeah. I, 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 it's just a natural linguistic uh, logistics mm-hmm. question that comes to my head. So someone's in there and they say, I just want the, to do the explore, but my group has decided to be a traditional. Then do you allow the this person to move, or how does that work? Right, yeah. So I think, well, really how it will, so again, we're just unleashing this this year. But yeah. so I think the the group will be designated um, at the first of the year in that way. So you know what you're joining? Yes. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, see. Yes, okay, yes. all right. And so then, yeah. And so, yes, so it's not going to be like 
a fluctuating. That's, so not thing. you're not caught by surprise. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. So I guess in about a year or two we'll have you back and yes. <laughs> so how did all this work? Yes, yeah. yes, and I'm sure we will. Yeah, because we're constantly. I mean, that's also we're we're constantly saying, okay, be ready to pivot. You know, yeah. when we when we say, okay, maybe that didn't work, so let's try this. And so yeah. I mean, so it's kind of, it's a fun fun time to be uh, in BSF and and working working with them. Yeah. And, and so uh, it's early days yet, but are you getting a sense about what? Whether or not you're beginning to reach the audiences that you are, were hoping to be able to get tap in as, as the as, as the flexibility and the news of the flexibility has come out, are you having a sense that that yeah, um, we're getting some people perhaps involved in BSF who might not have done it before because they would have felt too restricted in terms of. Or, or their or their travel presented prevented them from doing that kind of thing. Yes, I mean I really do think so. I mean just uh, even that that one statistic that I already mentioned the virtual satellite discussion groups just from word of mouth from I mean no formal announcement from headquarters already having uh, 570 people or so you know wanting to sign up for that in um yes i've seen that in well in our in our young adult group here in dallas so i taught before i moved to san antonio i taught in the dallas young adult group and so just watched that group um grow and multiply at, with the satellite discussion group model and and all these kind of new implementations that headquarters is enacting so i Yes, I, yeah, I do think, and yes, and we're just in the beginning year or year and a half, so so I think, yeah, as as time goes on and as word gets out through social media and and technology, all of that, I think it'll just continue. Okay, now I, I think you mentioned this before, but this is a good time since we're coming to the end. Um, you're in how many countries? Um, now over forty, I think okay. that's about yeah, like forty three or so. Okay, yeah. and then is there any total number of groups that we're talking about here? Uh, do you know what that number? Would yes, be by so we have about twelve hundred classes, okay. physical classes, but then um, it's something like two thousand nine hundred and twenty five satellite classes. I just saw the numbers this morning. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, and that that is only with those developed all within the. Past three years. Yeah, that's, that's what I how mean. It would, yeah, yeah. It exploded. So it has exploded. It's it's yeah. it's, it's become the dom it it's become the dominant model. It really has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then and then you you the virtuals you're building because you really haven't announced that yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. do you have any idea how many total? And my impression had been and this, and this is a wrong impression. In fact, my wife corrected me about this. <laughs> um, is um, this isn't just for women? This is for anybody, right? Anyone right. Come to uh, yes. BSF? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we have uh, evening men's classes. We have day women's classes and evening women's classes and young adult classes, and then also children's program and school program. Which the children. So the children's program is for five years old and younger, uh-huh. and then school program is first grade through twelfth grade. And those are attached to the school programs attached to the evening men's and evening women's classes. Okay, now I'm hearing something. So this, these are gender separate. So you don't have a couples class per se. No, we don't. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that that 
is an idea that has been thrown around, and mm-hmm. who knows? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, with as much innovation as we've right? seen this so far, there's, no, there's only one place to go. Yes, I, yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I will say that the young adult class is the young adult classes are co-ed. Okay, so yeah, so okay. those are co-ed. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. well, we thank you for coming in and telling us about BSF yeah. and what's going on, and just the way in which you've uh, tried to reach out and make it available to people. It's an exciting program. It certainly involves a lot of people in Bible study. It's it's kind of outside the normal models. It does keep them regularly in the Scripture, and so that's great to see. So thank you, Janie. Oh, well, yeah. In. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And we appreciate you coming and being a part of the table, and you'll hope, we hope you'll be back again with us soon. Thanks for listening to The Table Podcast. For more podcasts like this one, visit dts.edu slash the table. Dallas Theological Seminary. Teach truth. Love well. Thank you.